This is Get Your Shift Together with Michelle Ferrari and Jordan Harding. Michelle is on a mission to support you on your leadership journey. As an executive and leadership coach, she wants to show you that you can have the impact and the career that you want by aligning your thoughts, your choices, and your actions with your goals, not only to benefit yourself, but the world. It's time to get your shift together. Welcome back to Get Your Shift Together. I'm here with Michelle Fergari. How are you, Michelle? Never better. Never, never better. So we're doing the, the work audit. This today is the third C, which is choice. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, the first two were on consciousness and create. And we left you with a practice last, last time, as we always do. And the practice was really a two-step process, Michelle. You were asking people to carve out 15 minutes right at the top of the page. What do I want to create? What do I want to stand for? And then we went into how do I want to feel in my life? And what are the pictures that represent the feelings that you want to create? Yep. So now that people have done that homework, is there anything they should be thinking about with create as it leads into choice? With create, because <clears throat> look, what we're creating here is a shift, right? We're moving. We're, we're moving to our desired state from our current state. We're moving from a mindset of why does this stuff always happen to me or why can I never get what I want to I actually have to create what I want. When our brain, any neuroscientist listening to me is going to laugh that I'm trying to short circuit how the brain works. Um, anytime we try and create change, our brain says, no, no, it's safe here. We, we, I, my job is to keep you safe. It is safe here. And so it can add resistance in your head in your in your thoughts because it's doing so with the intention of protecting you so that means as we're creating this new desired state we can't do this exercise of creation once and get this vision in our head and get connected to the feelings that we want we do have to set reminders for ourselves right we do have to we do have to create available touchstones for ourselves. So for me, I put a reminder of what I want to create on my screen, on my computer screen. I sometimes print out um, words that remind me of what I want to create or a picture of what I want to create. And I put it in a frame by my desk or in my bedroom where it's accessible. I, I set, I do, um, Oh my God. Passwords. Yes. For, yes. Right. Your three words. Oh. Is that what you do at the end of the each year? You have three yeah, words and you use those as passwords. I use those as passwords. So I'm constantly typing in. We should never talk about your passwords. I know. Never your words on this podcast. Talk about my password. I don't always do it. I don't no, always do it. No, never, never, never. Um, because I want to remind myself, I'm trying to constantly go back to what it is that I wanted to create. So that is definitely something that people need to do. And as you're reminded of this vision of the feelings that you wanted to create, 
then we get to step into this third module of practicing choice. So practicing choice. So within a work audit, what does what does practicing choice mean, Michelle? So it's one thing to know what you want. Yes. It's now, now we get to the juicy stuff. Now it's about choosing thoughts and behaviors that are in alignment with what you want to create not with how you're feeling in the moment. Mm. That's what choice is about. So choice is about consciously choosing thoughts, behaviors, actions that are in alignment with what you want to create, not with how you're feeling in the moment. So we're just going to give the dramatic pause. Now, this is where the practice really kicks in. Because you're practicing something that you're not familiar with. You're practicing sometimes against your default reaction. Because it's what you might feel in the moment that you want to go with, but that's not what you want to be in alignment with. Correct. So let me give you a really clear example. So in uh, my family, we observe Easter. Mm -hmm. And I hosted the Easter family gathering on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And I have been sick and the and um, so I don't have my energy back, but I thought I could do this. And as anyone who knows me, when I do a, a party, I like to theme things and it all has to be perfect. I don't, for me, you know, everything has to just, the food has to be good. The decor has to be good. It just has to, you know, your house has to be perfectly clean. So I was stressing myself out. I want everybody to hear that. I. I was stressing myself out because those ideas of perfection are mine. Yeah. You wanted to be perfect. I wanted to be perfect. I wanted people to be impressed. I wanted people to come in and go, Oh, Michelle, it looks so beautiful. Me, me and my ego. There were two of us in this relationship and it was me and my ego. Like it was, so I'm killing myself. So my older sister and her family have a tendency to show up early. This has happened for years. I know it to be true. My sister likes to show up early because she likes to make sure she's on time. Because let me be clear, if you're late, I also get angry. So she likes to be on time, which means early in her vernacular. And I like people to show up exactly on time because I plan everything. So, so the brunch was at 11. So I plan everything to 11.59. Do I understand how stupid that sounds? I do, Jordan. I do understand how stupid that sounds. What I'm trying to tell everybody here is that this practice is an ongoing thing. And even when you know it's the right thing, right? You will not never hit a state of perfection. You will always be in a state of practice. So my sister shows up at quarter to 11. I'm still blow drying my hair. And they come in the house after about five minutes of waiting in the car. And I am 
what would be the right articulation. I am in a state of agitation. <laughs> I am not in a state of Easter it's grace. It's good Friday, though, Michelle. It's good Friday. I know. Your family's gathering. I haven't seen them in, in quite a few weeks because I've been sick. I, you know, and I'm in a state of agitation. And this is my oldest sister and her family. And um, my desired state, my creation, my vision of who I am is that I'm a blessing in the world and that I'm a generous, kind, loving person, that I'm a joyful person. And that when people come into contact with me, they leave feeling better. That, that is part of my vision. That's not what my sister experienced. Uh, so she didn't get happy Easter. She didn't get welcome to my home. I'm so excited that you're here. She got, I'm going to try and recreate the tone for all of our listeners. Why are you here early? You know, this bugs me. Like, why would you do that to me? We can laugh now. Yeah. Can we laugh now? She's yeah, not laughing. Yeah. She's still wounded. <laughs> I bet she is. Yeah. Oh my God. So that was me following the feeling in the moment. That was me following my feeling and not who I wanted to be. So I got very attached to my feeling mm -hmm. and I forgot to plug into the vision of who I want to be in the world. Now, I quickly realized what I'd done after I saw the devastation <laughs> on her face, after she was laying there bleeding. And I apologized. And I apologize sincerely. And I think I probably threw the brunch, apologized four more times, maybe more. But the residue of that was the exact opposite of who I want to be in the world. So I had this lovely opportunity to love and care for and nurture my family, who's very important to me. And I chose my anxiety. I chose my stress instead of the fact that I wanted to create this warm and lovely family moment. So choice is about learning to pause, plug into the vision of what it is that you're trying to create and choosing based on what you want to create, not on what you're feeling. And the reason that I tell that story, Jordan, is because this part really, it's all a practice, but this is where you're really going to connect to what it means to practice and sometimes you'll win and sometimes you'll lose but you're activating the muscle whether you win or whether you lose you're activating the muscle because you're conscious to what it is that you want to practice i would say i love to throw to pull random statistics out of the air i think i choose well 85 to 90 percent of the time and for me that's great I used to choose, well, 40 to 50% of the time. Yes. So, you know, I'm leaving room for my humanness in, in the times that I don't choose, but I practice who I want to be and I make conscious choices. So I connect to the feeling that I have and then I endeavor to practice choosing based on my creation. I was really interested at how you were going to take a good Friday story and pull it into this, but you pulled it in extremely well because you knew what you wanted to create. And then you were choosing something against what you wanted to be in alignment with and create. Okay. I so was that, choosing based on that automatic thought and we all get automatic thoughts. You know, those thoughts. Oh, oh yeah. God, an asshole or, Oh my God, I could kill you. Like, you know, 
normal human beings think, oh my God, I could kill you. We don't mean that, but your words can wound people. Mm-hmm. And then the very thing that we, we want to be in the world, we actually choose behaviors that are the exact opposite of that. So this is where you're going to start to practice choice and it's not going to feel like the normal clothes you put on. It's not, mm. you know, it's not the reactions that you're used to this pausing and this, this conscious choice is going to feel uncomfortable because it's not, it's not the fit of the jacket that you're used to. And so you have to be in the discomfort for a little while. And as you're in the discomfort, you start to normalize this choosing process. And in fact, the alignment of the choices, it's kind of like going to the gym. If you haven't been to the gym in a while, right? You're super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You always say practicing choice is like a muscle. You know, I know you say that a lot of a time, a lot of the time, what about people that get stuck in, you know, analysis paralysis with this? Like, how can you sit in that opportunity to make the choice and understand what you want to create and then move forward without, you know, going back and forth a bunch of times? Like, it seems like pause is a key element to this. Pause is a key element. So, you know, our brain is unbelievable i you know the the way that it processes the pace that it processes at the amount of information that it processes is un, it's unbelievable and so there's nothing wrong with a pause like think about even in sales negotiations and things it's very funny we're always looking to fill the void right like we think that it just has to keep going and keep going there is nothing like a pause And so when I'm facilitating or when I'm coaching, I invoke the pause all the time. And sometimes I'll even say to people what the pause is about. I'll say, oh, I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head right now. I'm just trying to figure out the the best thought or the order of my thoughts. So I I just pause and I explain to people what it is that I'm doing. We don't always have to fill the space until we're connected to what it is that we want to fill the space with. Uh, Did you say you explain it sometimes? I do. What you're doing. So how, how, what would that look like? So it's literally like if, if we're on a, just a phone call or a zoom call and someone has just said something to me, I'll, I'll do this. And then if I can see in their face, they're wondering <laughs> what's going on. I'll say, just give me a second. I have so many thoughts that have come into my head. I just want to make sure that I pick the best one. Ah, okay. So and in a coaching takes scenario. Practice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, I also use a tool, but you know, I, I'm such a passionate believer in visualization. Yes. So I also use a tool of, I, I picture a plug in my head. So it's a cord, it's a plug. And as I'm invoking the pause, that's what I call it. Invoking the pause. I plug in and just that visual for me of plugging in, like I picture the plug going into the outlet and 
in my head, I know that I'm plugging into being my best self. Mm, wow, I love that visualization. You're plugging something into being your best self. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, I know you we spoke about last week on on or when we did the create episode, whenever you're listening to it, we talked about vision boards and you mentioned visioning and pictures that represent feelings you want to create. And you mentioned, you know, Michelle Obama and how you respect her grace <laughs> and everything she does. How do you then take some of those things from your vision board and and bring those into the choices you'll make on a daily basis? Do you have an example there from your own life? Well, I swear to God, people, this is not rehearsed. This was not um, this was not crafted. But right now I have on a T-shirt from when I went to see Michelle Obama and the T-shirt. Oh, no says, way. My nieces bought it for me. And it says, when they go low, we go high. This is one of my favorite things to wear because I am trying to be a high vibration person. And this brings me back to a time where I was inspired and connected to thousands of people in, you know, like-mindedness. And this reminds me of that. I also, <clears throat> when we're practicing choice, and this, we'll talk about this more in, in Cultivate, Jordan, mm -hmm. in, our, in the last element of it. But I choose to remind myself consistently throughout the day. So I don't have to walk around with my vision board. Because mm -hmm. let's be honest, that would look ridiculous. But I do remind myself of my vision board in the morning. Okay. I do remind myself of my intentions in the morning and in the evening. And so... This isn't something that you get to do once as an exercise and then tuck away. This is something that you have to be in relationship with mm -hmm. yeah. because you are choosing to shift your behavior and shifting takes conscious practice. Did that so, answer the question? So it's back, it's back to that other Yeah, it did because you said when they go low, you go high. So that's something, you know, you take now and you can can choose based on something you value there. And start small, guys. So um again, people who know me are gonna laugh at this. Start with something that's not critically important to you. So for me, I am an aggressive driver yeah we've heard that before yeah if the toronto police are listening i do <laughs> um i'm an aggressive driver and i also believe that people should be conscious of their driving so while i'm an aggressive driver i'm highly aware of everyone around me and the thing that really really triggers me is when drivers other drivers aren't conscious of the people around them like i'm triggered one of my dearest friends wayne will say yep michelle's mad she's driving she's mad because the guy four lanes over two miles up cut somebody off and she's mad for the person that got cut off 
So that's not really relevant to what I'm trying to create in my life, but it is a great place to practice. So as I'm trying to activate this muscle, I pick um, non-critical scenarios where, oh, that person just cut me off or that person's, you know, not following traffic. Oh, there's anger. So now I get to drive angry for 10 minutes or I get to just slow down, signal him to come in and practice who I want to be in the world and creating the energy that I want to create in the world. And that is a way to practice for me. Driving for me is a way to practice that flexes the muscle, Mm -hmm. but isn't critical to my life experience. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's not, you can pick that with grocery store clerks. You can pick that, you know, with people walking their dogs. You can, you can pick it in sports. So a lot of us are engaged in sports and on sports teams. And who do you want as your adrenaline is flowing and you really want to win? Who do you want to be? What, what choice will take me in the direction of what I want to create? What choice takes me away from what I want to create. That's what we call congruence, right? So I'm choosing in congruence with my desired creation. Yeah, the grocery one uh, rang true with me. It's a small example, but when I go like, you know, I want to create a good experience for everyone involved, whether it's the clerk, whether it's me. And sometimes I choose to get frustrated how now at certain stores you bag all your groceries. Yeah. And and I'm like, well, why why do I have to do all this now? And I, I suck at bagging groceries and I should pause uh to say, you is that really pause. the choice? Hang on, I want to catch you on something. Yeah. You shouldn't pause. You get to choose if you want to pause. You don't, right? There is no should in this. This is, we have the opportunity to create what we want. So there's no should or shouldn't. There's just, oh, if I do, what's the outcome? If I don't, what's the outcome? Because no one else around you cares whether you're angry. Well, except for maybe your fiance. No one else around you cares whether you're crabby about bagging your own groceries. This is about you and your Mm -hmm. wellness, right? Yeah. I so like though you, that you can go ahead. If you choose to pause, what would you create instead of the grumpiness around bagging your own groceries? I would choose joy over doing it and being grateful that I can have the ability to bag my own groceries and buy my own groceries. So I would choose gratitude. Right. Now, yeah. look, this is this is choices where where a lot of resistance comes up so in coaching this is where a lot of resistance comes up because often what people want to do is explain to me quite dramatically that why the environment the experience or other people are behaving in such a way that choice is not possible to which i respond capital b bullshit okay choice is always possible What happens is when people are behaving in a way that triggers us, we plug into not being our best selves. We plug into teaching them a lesson. We plug into winning that engagement. 
So we take Uh the plug out of our best self and we plug into, you don't get to do that to me. I'm going to teach you a lesson or I'm going to defend myself. So we literally take the plug out of one thing and we plug it into another. So there's another great visual. The visual of plugging into your best self, make that white, you know, the, the, the white knight and like make that, that receptacle white. When you're unplugging and you're getting angry and you're letting environments or other people's choices and behaviors impact you, picture a black cord going into a black outlet. That's not your best self. That's your reactionary self. That's your small child self who didn't get what they wanted when they were little or who was traumatized when they were little. Or We always have choice. And... I can hear people right now. There's there's hairs prickling on people's necks. There's there's tension building. Good thing you, I shaved my neck this morning. Right? That's too much information. I know. Hey, sorry. Too much information. Sorry, podcast followers here. We gotta have a name um, for our pod followers, you know? Cause because I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast and they call it the pod squad. I was like, well, oh, I, guess I that's, want a name. I know. Glennon and Abby and sister, they got the pod squad going. I freaking love those women. Um, you took me off my thought. I know. I We were talking about hairs jumping up on the back of your neck. Right. Because people don't want to believe that you always get a choice. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that person's treating me like shit. So I've got to re... No, you don't. No, you don't. It's easier to think you don't have a choice. Right? It's Sometimes. easier... Well, because one of the hardest things for us to accept is the level of responsibility and accountability that we have in our own lives. Listen, for all the listeners out there, the millions of listeners, Jordan, millions and millions, because that's on my vision board. Um, I know bad shit happens to a lot of us. I know, like bad shit happens to a lot of us. And I will tell you, bad shit has happened to me and that doesn't negate the fact that I have a choice in creating the life that I want to create because at the end of the day I'm the only one responsible for creating the outcomes in my life that I want to you can make your husband responsible you can make your kids responsible you can make your boss responsible you can try and make your friends responsible you can try and make the grocery store clerk who's grumpy responsible but none of that is true you are responsible for you. And while that can be awe-inducing, like, well, well, like, you know, when you connect to it, you can be like, wow, yeah. It can also be shit. Uh, wow, shit. I've got to, oh man, one more thing that I'm responsible for. And the answer is, yeah. Yeah, you are responsible for it. And I'm not here telling you that it's going to be easy and I'm not here telling you that sometimes you won't need help with that I'm just telling you that it's possible and the muscle that you're going to use to make it possible is this concept of choice that's well put so Michelle what what's the practice people can walk away with with choice that we want to leave the listener with and next episode we'll go into cultivate I'm going to offer two options. You can either Mm -hmm. do both or you can pick one. 
one we've already talked about. So what I would encourage everybody to do is to is to begin your practice with small choices. Okay. So so think of a sort of a non-consequential, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Like for me, it would be driving. So if I want to activate my muscle, I'm going to practice while I'm driving. So every day I'm going to put a sticky on the door. As I go out, it's going to be practice choice as I go out and take my car keys and get in the car. So pick something like that. Pick the thing, the income, the, what is it? Inconsequential. Yeah. Inconsequential thing that bothers you and just practice with that thing. You know, like for instance, right now in my neighborhood, we have a ton of dog poop. People are not picking up their dog poop. That's annoying. That's annoying. So do I want to be annoyed on my walk with my beautiful, beautiful best friend, animal Georgie, or do I want to just enjoy Georgie on the walk? So pick the thing that's inconsequential and practice that. That's your homework. That's right. You're just going to and see how you do. And I, again, I want to stress this because I know how we all like to aim for perfection. This is called the practice for a reason. You're not going to choose perfectly all the time. But just the, just the choice of coming to consciousness is part of building the muscle. So just, just the simple act of I could choose this, that's an alignment with creation, or I'm feeling this and I could follow the feeling line. Just being aware that there's choice is activating the muscle. Yes, yes. Right? So be so, aware so, that you have that choice being aware that you have the choice you're you're already activating the muscle so for most of us i would encourage you to practice on something small and inconsequential Mm -hmm. for those of us who you know like to be the best of the best and strive higher (laughs) pick your thing pick if it's your boss if it's your spouse practice not reacting practice responding to them based on what you're trying to create in the world. So if it's a work situation, if it's a spousal situation, if it's a child, like you with your children, you know, parenting is hard. Practice on the big thing. But I will, you know, that's like going, I I will say that's like going into a gym and lifting a 50 pound weight when you haven't been in the gym in a year. I would encourage you to start with the 10 pound weights. It just, becomes easier and less important mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that that do or die feeling that we all get so i'd encourage you to start with the, the five the 10 pound weights if you want to lift a couple of 50 pound weights practice with your big thing love that michelle and, and thank you so grateful that you're sharing this with both myself and with the listener and you know go out there practice choice lift that five pound weight lift that 10 pound weight and we'll right? be like that's maybe maybe that could be our pod squad name like our like the five pounders no, <laughs> no. We'll come up with that. if anyone has an idea put it out on social right there you go send it to us and then we have a choice <laughs> Thanks, thank Michelle. you thank you for being here as always jordan really appreciate you i appreciate you what did you take away from our chat today we'd love to know You can follow Michelle Ferrari on Instagram at michelleferrari01 or visit her website, michelleferrari.org. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow Get Your Shift Together on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you think this could impact someone, please 
share the episode with them. And remember, life and work, it's a practice. Let's be sure to treat it that way. Until next time.